Welcome to Brewed Podcast. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. This is a podcast where we talk about just about anything and everything over a beautiful cup of coffee. Uh, today, we're going to jump right into our roast because today is a day where I need my coffee stat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start us off uh, with the roast that I am drinking this week. Uh, and that one is uh, City of Saints Coffee Roasters. And you all will recognize that because Adonis had mm-hmm. a flavor from them, or a roast from them recently, uh, I believe a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And I, it just sounded so interesting to me that I got uh, a different uh, flavor note roast from them. Uh, this one is, uh, I actually didn't look up how to pronounce this. Uh, I should have, <laughs> now that I'm looking at the bag. <laughs> um, I'm just going to spell it because I will butcher it. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's a Q apostrophe a n i l if i had to try and pronounce it i would say canil maybe yeah maybe yeah yeah hopefully (laughs) call me out guys (laughs) um the flavor notes are apricot tootsie roll and tamarind soda um i didn't order this specifically because those are flavors i truly care about i got it just because i mean i do love tootsie roll Mm-hmm. But uh, I ordered it just because it just seemed interesting and I wanted something to kind of shake it up and really, really tell me if I have been doing my brews properly. Because let me tell you, everyone, my brews have been a mess lately because <laughs> I've been having a, a rough go of it for sure. <laughs> having a rough go of it. Um, I did finally start to hone in on the grind on my new mini porlex uh that's been tricky the it has a clicking system to tell you kind of where what range of um your grind is supposed to be in mm. or what range the coarse grind is versus a fine grind depending how many clicks you do uh i've learned it's total bs um doesn't doesn't mean anything oh, on yikes. there like because they give you a range of one to fifteen but okay. it, it just kind of keeps going. Basically, the click is a it's a wing nut. And okay. so when you loosen it, it'll click more and more, and the burrs will separate to give sure. you that larger coarse grind. Yeah. Well, that wing nut it doesn't, isn't stopped by anything. So you can keep clicking it and open those burrs wide open, basically, and then it's it'll come off. the whole Because that's how the contraption comes apart so you can clean it. Yeah. So... It's kind of like you can just keep going, and I've just kind of started. I have ca- been counting clicks, but also just eyeing the burr grinder, okay. and then I'll grind. I have I happen to have a bag of beans that's old anyway. Yeah. So I've just been using that to test the grind size, yeah. um, and I seem to have kind of found a spot. And now mm-hmm. I'm just working on my water to coffee ratio. Which is slowly getting there. I'm still kind of at a point where it's a little more watery than it is coffee. Okay. Um, um, and I think that's just the amount of coffee I'm using. Maybe. For going back to the uh, to your grinder, um, really mm-hmm. quick, can you take it back to zero, like after every use? That way, you have yes. that starting point, so you can know you can note like, okay, when I went ten clicks, this is how it was, and then go back to zero, and then just start over. Or is it hard to know yeah. when it's back at at the at that yeah, starting point? Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. Okay. The thing is, is when you don't take notes, <laughs> when oh. you don't write them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just left it at the <laughs> the setting gotcha. it's been because it's been good enough. But yes, uh, I have been doing that. I just failed at the note taking part. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so that is definitely in mind, and uh, it's it's been a ride. It's been a ride, but I finally have started getting flavors out of my coffee again. Yeah, they're not a, uh, they're not bitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's a start. Yeah, because I have a I have an electric burr grinder, and it's not numbered, so it's got a bunch of uh, it's got it starts at the fine uh, you know setting, and then it goes to coarse, and there's a bunch of little 
dots in between, um, but they're they're not numbered, so I don't really know exactly. And I've even tried to like Google like what size grind should I have for a Chemex, and it's it varies a whole bunch. Like there's no single number because I guess grinders like those numbers are arbitrary pretty much. Yeah, like there's personal no, taste. Yeah, so I've been yeah. I've been trying to uh, just find the point like the dot on the grinder that I like best for that specific uh, brew method. And then I'll just write a little, like for my Chemex, I have a little C written in Sharpie on the grinder itself so that I can just, anytime I know I want a, a, a Chemex grind, I'll just shoot it over to that spot. And so I've been working my way through those. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough when you don't, uh, when there's not like a perfect grind size for each coffee, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, a coffee that I brew in my Chemex one week might be super potent and you know I might need to adjust the grind size depending on the flavor so like all Chemex mm -hmm. grinds aren't equal so it's it's just it's kind of tough but I mean that's that's the fun thing about coffee right is that yeah. it's so it varies so much you know depending on the roast depending on the bean depending on you know how you're brewing it it's just uh, all over the place in a good way yeah, it's the journey we're on. The yeah. journey we have chosen for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely fine. Also, the French press I have, I, I got it because it looks sleek and because <laughs> it does have great insulation. Not okay. that the insulation matters to me because I only make enough coffee to pour and drink it right away. I gotta okay. leave it in there. Yeah. The thing is, is. You can't see inside of it. <laughs> so I push down, you know, the plunger filter mm -hmm. and I stop at a certain point. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Now I'm stopping a little bit higher. Mm. So just in case I'm accidentally plunging it and I feel like I, sh I shouldn't accidentally plunge it. This is my like logic because um, because you should meet the resistance and then just stop like and then let it. And then let it, mm -hmm. you know, do its um, steep, and then and then press down, and there should be resistance. Mm -hmm. Now I kind of have found that stopping point, so I, I feel like I've been fine there. The thing is, is this is where I think my water to coffee ratio is bad, is because I'm not feeling any resistance when I plunge it anymore. I did the first couple days, mm -hmm. but now I don't, and yeah. so I think my ratio is bad, um, which is why I'm getting watery coffee. I think that also could play into the grind size because I know the coarser the beans, the easier it's going to be to press down and the more fine the beans, yeah, it'll, you know, be harder to press down. So you have to sort of find that, that medium coarse grind. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true too. Maybe so you might want to play yeah, maybe with I'll your, play with that instead yeah. of the water ratio. Cause I feel like the water ratio is more okay than the grind. So mm -hmm. maybe I'll play with the grind a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's been my journey with that. Uh, but back to the roast. Yeah. Uh, so, again, City of Saints coffee roasters, um, the apricot, tutorial, and tamarind soda. So, um, I have had I've made it a few times, but only two times has it been have I had like a solid grind and like a good cup of coffee out of it. <laughs> yeah. Because of my method, because <laughs> sure, of me learning. Sure. Yeah. Um. And I'm actually going to take another sip real quick right now because I'm trying to see. I feel like I want to taste things and I feel like they're there and I feel like it's 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 completely me needing to re-brew it um, because mm -hmm. it's right there. Um, I feel, uh, like I said, I've been able to get the bitterness out of my brews. Um, so like there's no bitterness in this and the flavors are just, they're sitting there mm. and I don't know how much of it is either the roast or my brewing method. Um, so I might have a little, I don't know, I might do an IG live thing later and do an update on, on the roast when I get a better brew out of it. Um, but it's definitely... Uh, a nice full-bodied coffee like it's okay. full texture uh and the texture and the way it feels is absolutely lovely it's like comforting and cozy in my mouth and i love it gotcha um, that's good yeah yeah absolutely um 
and as I said, the flavors are just, they're chilling there. They want to come out. Maybe I need to let the grinds bloom some more, or mm. I need to do something different. Uh, but I definitely feel like it's on me with the flavors right now. Um, so I will go ahead and rate it still because you got to do it. Yeah. And uh, I am not going to do the legit or full of shit right now because I think that's on me. I'm going to try and right now I do want to say legit though, since, you know, even through my, you know, kind of faulty brewing, I'm still kind of getting some flavor out of it. Okay. Um, I want to say it's going to be legit. Uh, I'll predict that. Maybe it's a prediction yeah. now. Giving them the benefit of the <laughs> doubt. <you know? laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then rings of sippability, uh, definitely going to do, um, a four just based off of, uh, just based off how it feels when you drink it, how wow. it feels, um, w- when you're, uh, drink- I feel like there's, I have, uh, one or two other coffees that we reviewed before that kind of fit this sort of texture that I really enjoy. And I'm trying to think, you know, it's, I think it's usually the ones that have mo- the molasses in them. Okay. This one does not have molasses in it, uh, or the the flavored note molasses, but those are the ones that usually give me this similar texture that I'm learning I really enjoy. Uh, so maybe it's what are the notes? There's some tamarinds. Maybe I mean it could be the tootsie roll. I guess mm. uh, it's kind of you know thicker. It's supposed to be a thicker <laughs> note. Uh, but I also don't know what tamarind soda is. So okay. <laughs> uh, were you able uh, to to grab any of the any of those items like tootsie rolls or? Obviously not tamarind soda, uh, but to, uh, no, to I try was not. with it. Okay. That is the other thing I'm going to do uh, when we're done recording this episode. Actually, I'm going to head over there and do that. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, just keep an eye out for either an IG Live or some sort of uh, recording of me trying it out again, getting a brew on and uh, and, and fixing it up. little yeah. update on yeah. this review. Sounds uh, like, I mean, done? but even with those, you know, problems that you had, the fact that it's still a four ring roast for you, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty high praise, you know? So Yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought I was going to give it a three, but it didn't feel right at all. And wow. I, then I was like, hey, let's do three and a half. I was like, I don't feel right at all. I really enjoy how this, uh, how this are, is going uh, down. You know, coffee roasters must love us because I feel like we haven't given a bad review yet, so... Yeah, I think we've just been really fortunate. I think so. (laughs) We've been either fortunate or we're just easy to please. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What you got on the docket, Donna? So I've uh, I've been having a little bit of an issue with Drink Trade. Like as much as I love that company, and I haven't really had any issues with them uh, prior to this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it a little bit on the postal service. I'm gonna blame it a little bit on the pandemic that's been going on, but. Uh, just my deliveries with the coffee has been really inconsistent over these last couple of months. And so I was expecting to have a new bag of coffee um, because it brewed, I want to say, uh, or it roasted and they sent it out apparently about five or six days ago and I still have not received it. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, with that. Uh, so I don't have a new coffee that I was able to try today because I was expecting uh, my, my new, uh, drink trade coffee, but, uh, I did try a different method. So, um, I finished off my Brazilian cake lady roast that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mm. it was my first five ring, uh, roast. I love it. I think it's definitely going to become one of my, um, foundation coffee, something that I keep in stock and just enjoy on a day-to-day basis because as much as I love trying the super crazy over the top uh, roast I do think you know you need that basic comfortable roast that you enjoy drinking and that you can wake up and that's how you get your day started with uh, just a nice delicious cup of coffee um so yeah for those of you who weren't around or maybe you don't remember that roast it's a uh brazilian single origin coffee it's a medium dark roast uh supposed to have flavor notes of golden raisin nougat and citrus zest uh so yeah i tried this uh in my aeropress but i went cold brew this time uh first time trying out the sort of cold brew free cold brew feature of my aeropress um and i was very very skeptical during the brewing process uh so i followed the instructions to a t i didn't deviate at all 
Um, and as I was sitting there, uh, if you guys are familiar with the AeroPress, so you put the coffee in the filter, you add the water to the coffee, uh, and you have to stir it. So you mix it yourself. Um, and with, uh, with hot water, with boiling water, you're supposed to mix it for 10 seconds. But with uh, room temperature water, which is how you would do the cold brew, which is what I did today, uh, you're supposed to mix it for a minute, 60 seconds. So I was mixing it and mixing it and mixing it. And the, <laughs> the aroma that I was getting was very off-putting. And I was like, oh, man, this is, <laughs> this is not going to be a good thing. Like, hey, I was like, hey, I tried it. Have you ever done something you sort of – gave up on it halfway through and you're just you just go through the motions anyway and it's like that's how i was yep. feeling so i was like you know what i can say that i tried it but i'm probably not gonna ever do this cold brew thing again um so i followed the instructions went through uh pressed it out um i will say pressing the cold coffee is it gave me a lot more resistance than pressing the hot coffee i don't know if there's anything uh you know scientific or if there's anything with physics about that but you know, just a fun fact, pressing cold coffee, it's a lot harder than pressing hot coffee. Um, and uh, yeah, got my coffee, it added the water to it. Um, and I was, again, just super skeptical. And I was like, you know what, I'll just drink this and then I'll immediately brew a real cup of coffee and, you know, hopefully wash the bad taste out of my mouth. But surprisingly, it was delicious. It was fantastic. Um yeah, something that I'm definitely going to continue to do. I was very, very surprised. And I think I was mostly surprised because during the process, again, I was just incredibly uh, skeptical. <laughs> and I was out. just like, <laughs> man, this sucks. I'm not going to be able to use this AeroPress for one of its four features. And I was, yeah, very, very disheartened. <laughs> but, you know, just had to have a little patience. And, uh, and yeah, it turned out wonderful. Um, probably next time I use the uh, cold brew feature on it, I will add a little more coffee um it wasn't weak by any stretch but i feel like i could have done with a little more flavor and i think that's because you add the water to it and then you add ice on top of that so i think you know as after a while it gets a little more watered down than you would like but uh yeah i think i might offset that by just uh, adding adding a little more coffee um adjusting my coffee to water ratio i should say um but yeah it worked out perfectly it was very very good um and again the AeroPress, one of my favorite features about it is that it's super easy to clean up uh, when you're done. Um, so, yeah, it was a very good morning for me, coffee-wise, I will say, though. Yeah, if you, if you, nice. anybody out there, if you're trying the cold brew feature on the AeroPress and you are skeptical, just push through it and <laughs> you will probably be pleasantly surprised <laughs> at the end of it because I was and Yeah, I was very, very surprised. But, yeah, delicious. I'm sticking with my five rings. Uh on this coffee again just finished the bag so a full bag i've brewed it pretty much every single way that i could and it has uh just been delicious every single time so this is an official five ring roast and uh yeah definitely is one of my all-time favorite coffees beautiful yeah. i know every time you talk about it it sounds absolutely amazing oh it's great it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. to, again a little pricey try it yeah a little pricey but i i think it'll be a Something I treat myself to every once in a while. Yeah. I'm trying to see, because I know there's a word for what you were talking about with the whole cold and hot thing. Okay. Um, but I can't think of the word right now, which is fine. But basically, what I mean, I'm pretty sure it just has to do with just density. The more cold something is, thing, atoms and things slow down, so it mm. gets more dense and coalesces, and then when it's hotter... Things are moving around, and there's more space to bounce around, and yeah, more friction stuff. So I don't know. I'm sure it has something to do with that. And I'm probably right. also yeah. just saying <laughs> saying big terms and throwing throwing words out just to sound dumb. Yeah. So it's fine. It makes uh, sense. It makes sense. Any to of me. our listeners who know, uh, you know, I'm sure we could look it up. But I would love to hear from our listeners and see if uh, if any of you know or want to look it up and, and share with us. Yeah, that would be cool because I I love little facts like that and figuring out yeah like, why. And why? Yeah, <laughs> like it, it kind of makes sense just to think about it. But I want the, I want the word, I want the fancy words. <laughs> <laughs> the official explanation for sure. Uh, beautiful. All right. Well, that yeah. is our coffee today. Um, sounds like we're having some good, good coffee this morning, which is good. Yeah. So like I mentioned, yeah. I needed this good coffee, and it's getting in my system. I'm waking up. This is beautiful. <laughs> um, 
for small talk before we get into our bigger before we get into our break and our bigger segment i wanted to uh i guess just bring up nomad land for a second um mm. it's a uh it's a movie streaming on hulu right now that adonis had jen and i watch um and it is oh what is it about uh i mean it's it's kind of an I don't think it's an existential thing. It's just I don't know. Adonis, you, you describe it, Adonis. You, you'll you'll have a better uh, yeah. Way of so describing it's it. it's uh it's based on a book. Um, it's based on a nonfiction book, but it's a fictional movie, which is interesting. You don't see that happen very often. Everyone um, played themselves though, which was interesting. Yeah, I was looking for at the, the most part, the cast. They, yeah, yeah, they just played a, a dramatized version of themselves. So like all the stories yeah, you see right. are real, but obviously they're they're in front of a camera. So it's not a documentary. But it's real people with real stories. They're just, you know, yeah. amping it up for the movie. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a story about, uh, you know, a, a sort of community or a group of people who are known as nomads. And uh, they basically have uh, decided that they are going to uh, spend their life on the road, basically, which is, you know, what a nomad is. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of having your traditional, you know, uh, house and two car family and you know stuff like that so uh just people who have decided to do this by choice uh for the most part and uh yeah it's it's about one of those people specifically um uh the character is played by francis mcdermott and uh it takes place uh over the course of a year or so and um yeah she's just sort of uh traveling throughout the country and it's just her experiences meeting new people and and uh just giving us sort of a peek behind the curtain of what this lifestyle is like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's just, these movies like this are very interesting, um, to me. This isn't a full movie review, so I'm not going to get like fully into it, but, (laughs) um, uh, I will ask. So what, what did it make you think about like that kind of lifestyle and living that kind of lifestyle? Um, um i i know so i know that you wouldn't do like strictly like van life or something but i know you've tried to be more minimalist and you've tried to of course um tone down things like that so i guess what does it make you feel as far as that goes as far as it's um, i mean to to try to keep it as you know i don't again like you said this isn't a full movie review uh, so (laughs) to keep it as uh, short-winded as possible it's something that i've definitely thought of i think when i was a lot younger um, I, I had flirted with the idea of doing a much, uh, a much less extreme version of what they, what they, what they did, what they do, mm-hmm. what this group of people do. And I was, you know, a lot of my friends would always say that I was sort of like a traveler and I, you know, I left home. Um, I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I, I left my, my home when I was, uh, 20 and i came out to here to arizona i moved from indiana to arizona just on a whim you know no connections i didn't know anybody i just sort of was like i want to i want to go somewhere else i want to see something else i want to be somewhere else so i uh I, I decided to move out here and then when i was here i decided to to uh after i was here for a couple of years in arizona i decided to go to new york so I've always been the type of person who hasn't been afraid to just pick up and go. Um, and it's been something that I've always wanted to do. Again, not as extreme as what they do in the movie. And if you've mm-hmm. seen it, you'll know what I mean. But I've always kind of had that desire to sort of just just be spirit. on the road and be on my own type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful film. I, I'm personally someone who loves films about the human experience. And I love watching movies that are just... Uh, I know in anime, you guys call them like slice of life animes where they're just like, you know, yeah, this is just something that's happening with this group of people. There's not some kind of incredible plot or there's not some kind of crazy narrative going on. It's just this is how these people exist and this is what it is. I love that because I think they're we're so complicated as human beings. And I think that uh, it's it's always fun and interesting and emotionally moving and emotionally powerful to sort of uh, uh, explore the human experience. And um, this movie was that in, you know, <laughs> at its core, it's just a story about people's stories. And um, yeah, it was really moving um, and brought up a lot of questions on, on things. And I, I just really, really enjoyed it and just thought it was an incredibly powerful story. Yeah, no, it definitely was. It definitely got into a couple of questions or a couple 
topics that I don't know if it made me like think about them any deeper than I already do, but it was definitely I. So for me, this movie and these types of movies, this genre, just it feels like they take kind of like they always have a more sad tone or a more um definitely uh, i almost said anarchist tone but that's not true at all because i was thinking of, i was thinking of um what's the other movie into into the woods into or the no, into the wild into, yeah into the wild into yeah the woods. <laughs> into the wild um and his his whole reason for doing it was because mm-hmm. it was literally just f society yeah like I, he literally burns money mm-hmm. um and then her reason for doing it we actually do we ever really honestly get a reason she's more just trying to kind of run from a past right or she's or not run <sighs> but she's trying to kind of not be near her past right now or something i don't know i, I mean i think it would be we would need a much bigger conversation to get to the core of why yeah, she was okay. doing it yeah <laughs> uh well so, but basically if all these stories and everything is very sad and, and forlorn and i don't know if it's maybe just um who they decided to focus on in writing the story but i just feel like these stories are always just in that that feeling and i yeah see it's interesting i to just me. i don't understand why it's like that um because yeah. i don't know i that just don't view sad. the lifestyle like that because i don't feel like anybody in the movie i think it had like a somber tone to it because a lot of what pushed the people into the into like living a nomadic lifestyle was something that wasn't like super positive but i for me for the most part like hearing their stories other than that, like that initial push out the door, like everybody seemed to just be loving the way they were living. Like I didn't, it, you know, it, nobody like it didn't seem sad to me. You know, you know like, what? It's because the music. It's it was the tone of the movie <laughs> okay. and the, and the sound and that's and that's legit what it is because because I was thinking about it while watching the movie and I was trying to figure out like what was going on and all these indie movies always kind of do like either the no music or very kind of like somber or sad like yeah because they're i mean they're dramas so they have to you know you know yeah i just don't understand why it has to be that music though because that's what made me feel like because that music to me screams sad and somber and Mm. uh and when i think of this lifestyle that is not the feeling i have at all like that is not anywhere near the feeling i get or or have or even when i interact with people that are living that lifestyle like i just it just made it seem like it's such a heavy choice and a heavy burden to to be that kind of a person or that these people are are like self-centered that's also the feeling i got and it was really Hmm. just weird i i don't know that's interesting yeah i don't know that's interesting interesting that 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 that's how it made you feel i'm 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 interested to break it down more but we uh yeah don't have yeah, a lot I guess of time that wasn't to really small talk anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, during I, this small talk conversation i had a better question that really would have been a small talk conversation uh, <laughs> but <laughs> say la vie we're past that now yeah. and we on that note everyone on this somber yeah. note we will take a break <laughs> and cheer right back up yeah BRB. we'll uh, be right back And we're back. And guess what, everybody? It's time to get herbal. Hey. Yeah, that's right. I get dramatic about my tea. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is, a, again, a newer segment uh, for us. Uh, Adonis and I switch every other week. Uh, next week, he will be getting sudsy with his beer reviews. This week, I am getting steamy with my tea. And I... Uh, want to discuss to you about uh, kind of its health properties or what it can be used for. Uh, And this week's focus was more on just kind of um, gut health, sort of uh, stomach aches or digestion issues, you know, any of those kinds of things. Um, Again, this is all just going to be very generic. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist, not any (laughs) of these things. I'm just talking about what I've kind of looked up on these types of herbs and what I use these teas for 
Um, this is going to be another week where it is, um, these are bag teas. Uh, I still haven't found kind of a good place where I want to order a bunch of different um, loose leaves from to kind of just mix and match and start experimenting with stuff. Uh, so uh, this is something you just, you'll just be able to buy at any store. Uh, I've, um, the tea I'm going to discuss today is a ginger tea. Um, and this is, I'm just, uh, I think it should be a basic Kroger brand or something. Um, mm. uh, I think it's pronounced Bigelow, but it's B I G E L O W. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was Bigelow or something different. Cause when I think of Bigelow, you know, I think of just, I don't know, a million different other things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so and it's a, it's a ginger tea. This one's actually ginger peach turmeric because I wanted some more flavor with my ginger. But um, I have been trying to eat larger quantities of food uh, just for some uh, weight goals and some fitness goals. And it has definitely been messing with my stomach a little bit. So I've toned it down. But at the same time, what aids digestion is ginger. Ginger will kind of... Um, cut through and help kind of tear things up and help your digestive tract. Hmm. So uh, I drink that uh, to settle my stomach and to help with that. And it, and uh, so the first rating I want to give it is for the effectiveness of these teas. Uh, I rate these through effectiveness and then through taste. Uh, so the effectiveness for that is, um, is I would give it about uh, a 3.5. Uh, effectiveness um it definitely it definitely makes a difference mm-hmm. but it's not going to change your whole world and it's not really you know meant to it's supposed to support uh the system again not to take over for the system and help digest through all of that food and help your stomach get through all that um mm-hmm. but if you're ha- having stomach pains it's definitely ginger tea is a good thing to go to whether you get a ginger root and just put it into your water to uh to steep um that's something you can do too. Um, for flavors, for the taste. Now, if you're just doing ginger on its own, uh, if you've ever had sushi and just eaten that raw ginger, or if you've ever just had ginger tea just on your own, um, you definitely know it's a, it's a very sharp, specific taste. Um, I personally like it. Um, but that's me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it's definitely very, very sharp. I don't know how else to describe it other than sharp. Uh, and it just, it gets right at your taste buds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to give it a three, even though I personally like it a lot. Uh, I definitely know it's not a solid flavor, which is also another reason now I was getting some flavor stuff, which is why I have the ginger peach turmeric, um, this time yeah. peach definitely helps offset it. Um, so yeah, so those, that is my reading for the ginger tea, uh, and for what you can use it for. That's interesting. People always say that like ginger is an aggressive flavor, but I've never felt that. Like I've always, I've never had raw ginger before, but like there was a Starbucks had like a ginger turmeric latte or some kind Mm -hmm. of like, uh, I don't, I don't think there was no coffee in it. It was just like a, like a drink, like a wellness drink that they had in, I got one one time and I was drinking it and uh, one of my coworkers was like, oh, you can drink that. That thing is super strong. And I was like, ah, like not to me. <laughs> like It tastes good. Like I like the flavors, but yeah, I've never been the like ginger has never been like an aggressive flavor for me. Um, I don't think I've ever had it in its raw form. I don't eat sushi, so I uh, have never experienced it with that. Um, but yeah, I've never been like, it's never been a super aggressive, uh, flavor, not to my palate, but I do like the taste. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I can't say I've talked to too many people about it, but I do know most people see it as like, um, a sharper taste. So they like to tone it down with other flavors. For Um, sure. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I'd like, I'd be curious to see what you think about it. If you just had like just the ginger tea bag like just just ginger without any other flavors added to it mm-hmm. um to see what you think of that then because that's definitely where it's it's super sharp then yeah um yeah that'd be interesting yeah. Uh, so yeah that is tea for this week um you know guys help me with the different 
exit for that because that just sounds like I spilled some uh, some yeah. rumors, some gossip, and that's not that's the what tea. I am. That's not what I'm doing. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> we used to get that because uh, who is it? Sophie Turner from uh, Game of Thrones, Sansa, who made uh, a lot of those videos uh, where she would end with, with and that's the T. And uh, we could oh, just get yeah. that sound clip I from her so. and, and drop it on there. <laughs> you know, maybe we should. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this week for our main conversation, I wanted to dive into something that was a little interesting. It had come up uh, last year. Uh, 2020 in January or February, I think, actually. Uh, I'm not mm. sure how I came across it. I'm sure I was just Googling or someone sent me a link or uh, maybe Jen posted it. Uh, I honestly don't remember how it came about, but it was a CBS News article, um, and it was about a position for two people to run a kind of local coffee shop Okay. Uh, on an island off the western shore of um, off the shore of Ireland, and it's uh, just a super, just um, remote kind of spot. Um, and I think the position was like you'd be running this thing and taking care of all the guests. And I think it's kind of a bit of a tourist, de- or I think it is a tourist destination right now, which is why it's it it thrives and survives kind of for a certain time of the year. Cause they look, this position is for April 1st to October 1st and it came across my feed again, or I looked it up. I don't, I'm not sure, but it came across me again this year and I, I'd missed the application date. Um, cause I think it'd be cool to do, but we'll get into that. Um, and, uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about, <clears throat> Uh, if that is something you, we've ever would want to do, consider doing, um, and just kind of get into the nuances of that. Um, so yeah, again, just a position taking care of coffee shop, April through October, uh, just in some remote spot, just getting to know people. Um, and yeah. And so Adonis, like just off of that alone, um, without going into further nuances that we've kind of talked about off the mic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what does that make you feel? Does that sound so, appealing to you? Yeah. So I think, uh, if I remember correctly from the article, they were looking for, for, for a, a couple, right. Or two people. Uh, a duo. I, that, yeah. I think that makes more sense because it'd be, it'd be a tough sell, uh, for, I mean, your, your applications would be a lot more limited and that's a lot of work for one person to do. Um, but I feel like you, if you can get a couple in there, you know, I think that would, uh, that would make things a lot easier. But, um, so, you know, last on your last, let's get herbal segment. You, we talked about, uh, festivals. Um, well, that was the main discussion with that, uh, with that, mm-hmm. with that segment. And, um, you talked about the festival, uh, where was it again? In um, uh, it was in Estonia. Estonia, yeah, and it was yeah. very similar to uh, the film Midsummer, which is I think it even had <laughs> Midsummer in the name, right? Like it was, <laughs> and um, yeah. So I was like, oh no, like that sounds uh, like a disaster waiting to happen. Um, All right, so what is this one? So to this you one, <laughs> when you mentioned like, oh, would you go somewhere to take care of? Shipping uh, to another point of the because <laughs> it's a uh, it's a ho- it's a hotel and a coffee shop, right? Is from what I understand. Um, yeah, and I think so. Kind of a bed and breakfast sort of sort of type thing. I yeah. think. And my brain, the first thing my brain went to was, oh, uh, so you want me to become an axe murderer and murder my entire family, <laughs> like in the 1980 <laughs> film uh, The Shining Man, by Stanley what Cooper, is starring Jack Nicholson? Why is everything <laughs> I want to do <laughs> a horror story? That's exactly I just what don't happened. Understand? That's the, and you know what's even creepier is that in that movie, obviously they have this big winter storm, and like the hotel is pretty much empty, and they're just there alone for this entire time. And when I was reading the article about this uh, posting from last year. Is that obviously with COVID, like their their number of guests went down dramatically, and yeah. it was like, yeah, so pretty much you probably would have been just hanging around an empty hotel or bed and breakfast <laughs> for the entire time, and it's like, yeah, uh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> but if I'm if I was being completely honest about it, I don't know. That's something that I probably would have done maybe in my younger days. 
um, if I wanted to see the world and maybe get to, to see some foreign places, that would have been a cool opportunity for me. Um, but I think now, uh, when I'm, when I'm in the process of, of starting a family and, um, things like that, that's just not something that is super appealing to me. I would love to go there, uh, to vacation. Um, but Mm -hmm. as far as being there and being, uh, you know, you kind of have to uproot your life for a good six months or so, um, from, yeah, that's six months from April to October. So I guess I, I see it as only six months versus, Hey, fair enough. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think that it's just, uh, it's, it's something that if you have the luxury to do, if you have the ability to do, then I think that's awesome. But I don't think, uh, well, apparently they have gotten a, a ridiculous amount of applicants um, over these last couple of years since the post mm-hmm. went viral. Um, but I wonder of those probably thousands of applicants, how many people would actually go? I would assume not a hundred percent. I'm sure some people just do it for the novelty of yeah. it. Um, but it's, yeah, cause it, it's not a, it's not a small task, right. To just say, okay, I'm going to move to Ireland for six months. Like, you know, it's again, not something that, a lot of people yeah, are you have to able get a work to do. visa and it's it's, yeah, a, it's, it's like a it's a process, it's a process so. yeah so yeah. um i definitely again in my younger days maybe if i was uh you know 23 24 i might have thought about it um but yeah i just um the the idea of uprooting my life for six months right now seems like uh more of a chore than a yeah <laughs> than a pleasure so um yeah that, yeah, absolutely fair. And I think that's, you know, for majority of people, that's just how things, anything like this that involves yeah. that kind of time, especially, um, you know, in our age range and everything, that's definitely, that's factual for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, what if, and I'll, I'll kind of get into my thoughts on it in a minute mm-hmm. here, but I wanted to ask another question, uh, a sub question to that. What if it was something that was uh, kind of a, a similar experience? Uh, obviously, it wouldn't be like an island or something, but just kind of yeah. a, a similar sort of um, atmosphere, but in uh, but in the states, something that's a bit you know more more reachable, more mm-hmm. uh, attainable. Um, I'll kind of let you set the parameters. Like, let's say it's either within a few states, or it's in a state of your choice, or sure. maybe. Um, something like that. But if this offer, if this application, something was out there for that, would it hmm. kind of hit you a little more close? I think, I think the only way I could go for it is if it's something I could turn into, uh, if it was like a, you start for six months and then if you do well enough at it and if you are willing to stick around for a longer period of time, then we'll keep you on like a full time type of deal. Um, that's something I would be much more open to thinking about. Um, okay. But yeah, for me, it's just like logistically speaking, like moving somewhere for six months, like not being able to see my friends or or my fiance at this point. Um, it would just be like that. And I just yeah, that just, it just doesn't well, sound a couple things. Me. So, I mean, your fiance would be. That's with true. You. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I. I'm at the point in my life right now where I'm I'm 30, I'm almost 31, and I've mm-hmm. I've got some goals and things um, planned out and almost mapped out in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I just feel <laughs> like again, it just it would be it would feel like much more of an inconvenience right now um, than a, than something that I would look at as like a life experience, you know. Um, okay. And again, if it's something that I could turn into like a, a like if it was a lifestyle change, if I could move to New York and you know work somewhere for ever <laughs> then yeah i would definitely be on board with it or if it was something that that could help me achieve other goals like i, I in 2014 i did uh uproot my life to move to new york but i was also 24 um because i had an opportunity to work on a film set so if something like that came up again and i i knew that that's something that could help my you know my life but me working at a hotel being a caretaker at a coffee shop isn't really gonna do anything for me for your personal goals and what you're trying to get done yeah yeah okay that makes yeah all fair um i'm way too practical in my old age price you know (laughs) i mean you're you're going on 81 man you're about to join me in the in the 81 range 20 21 year old adonis would be would be ashamed of of 31 year old adonis (laughs) i don't think so you know you have an opportunity to go to ireland you're gonna say it's inconvenient <laughs> hey man, you didn't meet your fiance, all right? 
Uh, you know, that's life, though. You know, yeah. things change it for in different ways. And it's true. Uh, when there are long-term different ways like this, it's usually for you know the better. Just you know, yeah. different is the key word. Your your priorities um, are just different, right? And your your absolutely, are and they should be because yeah. we're all yeah. changing, and that's a exactly. whole different you know deeper conversation. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, though, Bryce? I feel like this is something that you would definitely be interested in. Uh, it's definitely right up my alley, um, which is kind of a whole reason of just bringing it up as an actual um, episode topic. Um, I just feel like it's, I mean, it's right up my the alley right away just because I'm jumping from one point of the world to the other with my segments mm-hmm. here. Um, it's another country I would love to visit. Um, and the fact that they kind of do room and board for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it just, like you said, it would be a really cool life experience. Uh, I, you know, reading through the application again, uh, and it is for like a duo. So you I mean, it could be a friend, it could be your parent, it could be whoever you want to just do this with. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I'm gung ho about it, but definitely, um, had to like think it through a little bit too. Um, mm. like normally, cause like you said, like in the past, I would just jump right on and be like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to apply for this. Yeah. Especially like, I feel like right now where I don't, I don't, I don't have any work still. So it's kind of mm. like, <laughs> like I, this is a great opportunity <laughs> to, <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Um, but I also did think, you know, this is, uh, it's like at the same time that I was thinking, oh, it's only six months out of like my entire life, only six mm. months. And I get to kind of experience like owning and running something and like in providing an experience for people and meeting all these different mm-hmm. people. And like, to me, it's like opening up the networking and, and talking to more people and yeah. just uh, seeing a different culture. It's like, this for is sure. just, this is like, this is wonderful. But then the other part of me was like, yeah, but what if work, your other line of work that could be for years comes mm-hmm. back during that time and they call you up and you're not in the freaking country and then yeah that's it and then you don't get yeah. to go back to that job that you do really love and then and I you know I started thinking about things like that too um in a dream world definitely I would take this up this is definitely mm-hmm. something something that's right up my alley um and uh it definitely made me interested in at least tr- like getting me up to traveling there again because ireland's definitely been one of those spots where i want to i want to get to uh and this kind of just reamped that for sure Mm. and i think i definitely am not anywhere near giving up on the idea of doing this specific uh thing um i just now i'm kind of at a point where uh i think i would want to do it with someone for sure and i don't know if i really have any friends that are available to do to just do something like this Uh, so it would have to be a partner and i don't really have anyone like that in my life right now Mm. and um and i would kind of want it to be with someone like that so it's something that's like kind of down the road just in that sense Mm. yeah so it's it's definitely like you said lots to think about with it um but as soon as, you know, if it opens up and I can do it, I'm definitely going to jump right on it. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, if it, and then, of course, if it was in the States, if it was closer, like, let's use sure. the example of um, of the Abra Coffee Roasters, who mm-hmm. I, I kind of I told their story a little bit. They're out in Miami, Florida. Now, Florida is not somewhere I really feel the need to be. I have some friends over there I'd love to visit mm-hmm. uh, or love visiting, but I don't really feel like I want to ever live there. But... With this opportunity, again, to kind of, um, like, this is in my wheelhouse to kind of mm-hmm. manage and operate and run something and provide an experience. It's all within my wheelhouse and then just sure. meeting people. Um, I would I would definitely still take up something like that. And it honestly, it'd be even easier for me to take up something like that since it's in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have friends, like, nearby that, you know, yeah. may come and visit me, I would hope. <laughs> and then I yeah. could go visit them. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's just, again, it's, it's, it's in my wheelhouse more that 
than it is in yours for sure. And I yeah, take it and up. we kind of talked about this like in a an off mic, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. a couple of days ago about just like the the idea of making and meeting new people, uh, making new friends and meeting new people. And uh, I think again, younger me when I was twenty four, like when I did go to New York for for six months to to work on that film, like I I loved meeting new friends and now i have what i think are lifelong friends in in new york city that if i'm ever there i'll I'll look up and want to hang out with and you know i that the idea of meeting people for for me uh five or six years ago was much more appealing than it is to me right now like as of right now i'd love i i look forward to cultivating the relationships and the friendships that i already have uh rather than you know starting new ones i look forward to the idea of strengthening the bonds that already exist rather than creating new bonds and that might sound really sad and and selfish and uh you know (laughs) close-minded but i just i'm not at the point in my life anymore where i'm like where i'm looking to make new lifelong friends i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm just not and i'm hopefully one day i'll be able to get back to that but uh, for me right now, I've, I feel like I my energy and my time is much better spent uh, with with my loved ones that already exist. And and I think that's just something that that's just the point where I I'm think at that's in my beautiful. life right yeah, now. I think that's yeah. perfect. I mean, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, Especially with, you know, yeah. not to get too deep into it, but with like how we, we've seen how fast life can change, you know, in 2020 mm-hmm. and how, you know, people might not be around. Um, so I think it's important to to make sure you're spending as much time with the people that you care about. But uh, this reminds me of something. My One of my old friends, uh, her brother, uh, while he was in college, he would uh, he spent his summers instead of going to like, you know, going back home or, or going to some kind of summer vacation. He actually spent his summers in Alaska uh during their like fishing season and he would just work up there and they provided room and board and uh it was just him and a a group of other people who would just work like he said it was like 10 hour days for for three months pretty much and they would just work and since he didn't have to spend his money on um you know uh, buying food or a place to sleep he would just save up all the money he made while he was working those three months and then he was able to use that for tuition and other things so he was able to like uh graduate from college without having any debt and i was like yeah that's see but that's something that's going into your what will directly help you right means to an end yeah exactly so and i was like that's that's awesome i wish i had done something like that yeah Uh, i had i'd known about that since I was like 19 or 20. I had a friend that did that one summer Mm. and I just always had reasons to not do things. Mm. Um, I always would want to do things, but this is back when I just, I I would always talk myself out of things and it was really frustrating. And I actually almost did that. um, I almost just flew up to Alaska a few weeks ago. I almost just decided to just do it because I just have not been having any luck with work up here. Mm-hmm. And, and in Washington and um and it's just been at some point it's become it's going to become a very tough go and yeah. um I figured I should if I'm going to do something like that where I'm pretty much guaranteed work mm-hmm. uh, I should just do it now before I'm in a really bad spot um yeah. and for like a week I just I almost decided to do that and then and then I didn't but yeah. um uh, I realized I had things. This time, I didn't talk myself out of it. This time, it was like, no, I have things here I legitimately want to Good. stay yeah. for. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. But, yeah, so that whole Alaska thing, I definitely – that was something else that would be right up my alley, too, or would have been yeah. up my alley. Now, I it's think a- <laughs> I am. That is something I'm past. Okay. Um, I think if I didn't have the um, – the job that I'm furloughed with though if I hadn't yeah. have met that company or anything like that I don't think I would I think I think I would go up to Alaska because then I would that would be still a unique thing to me but now I can have that kind of sort of like uh, it's not really that kind of work but that kind of labor stuff with the way sure. I get more out of it yeah um, it's sort of like sure. you know to, to tie it back to something else we were talking about today with with nomadland how Mm -hmm. a lot of that was just you know a lot of that lifestyle consists of just doing enough like working at odd jobs doing enough to fund your lifestyle and like you never stop working because you never make enough to save but 
you you don't have to worry about a mortgage or, or anything like that. So you work enough to fund your next adventure or your next trip or whatever you want to do. And then when you run out of money, you just wherever you are, you put your, you know, <laughs> put your feet down and you find another job and until you have enough to find your next to fund your next adventure. So it's a very like a uh, uh, quick turnaround. But, you know, for them, it works. So it's a similar situation that they just find work wherever they can and, and live off of that until they can't anymore. So, yeah, definitely. Well, I think we uh, you know, I just realized I don't think I ever mentioned where this place in Ireland was or what the <laughs> oh, name the of the of place it. was. <laughs> so the island is Great Blasket Island. Mm. Um, B-L-A-S-K-E-T. And I actually looked up what it meant or what the Irish spelling for it was and what the definition mm. was. Looked it up here and um, now, now I'm remembering as I'm going through this and they they're actually not sure what the origin is but uh it did come the name did come around at a time um where a lot of norse words were being utilized or translated over um or taking over meanings of things and hmm. people kind of think that it's it comes from the norse word brasker which i'm not sure i i mean that's an english spelling i don't know if that's actually how it's pronounced it's b r a s k e r what that means a dangerous place and the whole history mm. of this island is that it's um before it became a kind of a tourist spot was that um it had a lot of just te- um temperamental w- weather so like winds mm. the water would rise all the time uh, storms all of the time uh it got to a point where the inhabitants had to be um had to evacuate and just like the um uh, Ireland, the mainland had to convince them and tell them, we need to get you off of that island. You're all going to die. Like <laughs> there's, yeah. So the population went from like a certain number to zero, like overnight because they moved everyone over. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so now it's just kind of like a, a touristy spot. I don't know how the weather's changed. It must've changed a lot <laughs> to <laughs> not be super dangerous, but people think that's, where it comes from the um great blasket islands the great very dangerous place kind of a thing which is it's kind of cool cool little fun fact there yeah um but we are going to take another little break and be right back with our brewer's choice All right, everyone, we are going to get into our brewer's choice here, and I'm going to go ahead and kick it off, and I am going to recommend an app that Jen uh, actually had us download and start using. Uh, It is called Cappuccino. Yes, just like the style of coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cappuccino, just look that up. It's in beta phase right now. It is available for both um, Apple and for Android, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really interesting. It's basically kind of, um, you know, you just start a group with your friends on there, um, and you, you prompt each other with questions, and you record a short little segments. Uh, you, you answer these questions with a maximum three minutes. It saves it for 24 hours or until the next morning, and then it, it compiles them. It compiles these beans, that they call them, into a cappuccino drink, and um, and then you listen to it in the morning, and it's just it's a daily. It's become kind of a daily routine for us to to listen to each other's answers to these things, and it, it gets the mind working. And it's it's fun just to wake up in the morning, have a little ten minute thing to listen to mm-hmm. um, from your friends with these these it could be any questions you come up with the questions, or there's prompts in the list already. Uh, yeah, but I just thought it's it's a really cool idea. We've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's like, uh, I mean, because we are all obviously into podcasting. So it just gives us another outlet to be creative and to, you know, uh, scratch that podcasting itch just a little bit mm-hmm. more frequently. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, Adonis, what have you uh, what have you got this week? 
Um, I am actually going to be doing a little bit of a uh, a product endorsement here, just a, a little bit. Um, ah. So I uh, have been a little bit of a, a headphone uh, sort of fanatic over the last few years. I've uh, spent an, a ridiculous amount of money on headphones in the last couple of years uh, in search of, of the best pair that I could find. And I am finally incredibly happy with the pair that I have. Uh, overhead headphones is what I'm talking about. Um, the Sony uh, WH-1000XM4 uh, wireless noise canceling headphones. It's a terrible name. Um, but I want those so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, as, not as catchy as like AirPods Max or, you know, uh, Bose QuietComfort. Uh, so not a, not a huge fan of the name, but um, the headphones themselves are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they're great. Um, if you're looking for a pair of noise canceling headphones, if you're someone who uh, travels a lot or if you're someone who especially uh, like uses public transportation, they're almost essential um, just to block out the noise of the world. If you're like, if you're someone who just likes to sort of, uh, you know, fall into your music, even if you're just sitting at home and you like to just be totally engulfed in whatever you're listening to, whether it be music or audiobooks or a podcast, it just gives you that sort of feeling of, of being disconnected from the world. And you can just focus strictly on what you're listening to. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of other super cool features. Um, won't get too much into it, but, uh, the price tag, on them is a little bit uh steep uh their uh regular price they're 350 but you should be able to find them almost anywhere with some kind of discount attached um not sure what they're running for on amazon right now but i got mine on amazon prime day uh last year and i got them for they were a hundred dollars off basically and then i got a free 25 dollar gift card from amazon as well so I got them for $125 off. It's basically Dang. how I saw it. Um, and, yeah, so definitely worth the money uh, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I just think that they're, they're, they're super solid headphones. And if you're in the market for some noise-canceling headphones, these are definitely some that you should, uh, you should check out. Yeah, I think um, I know that I didn't know this. And I feel like maybe quite a few people don't know this is, um, but Sony is kind of a, a hidden gem of, mm. of headphones. They don't ever really market themselves. No. They don't market their, their audio, uh, a whole lot, which is very interesting to me because they're, le they're leading edge. Other people yeah. use their engineering yeah. and same thing for cameras too. Yeah, like and most cell phone cameras, crazy. like I've well, I don't know if iPhone specifically, but most cell phone cameras use Sony cameras in them. But Sony's yeah. like standalone uh, DSLR specifically are like top of the line cameras, but they don't market them like so. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's pretty crazy how yeah. why they don't. Um, yeah, but yeah, so these headphones are absolutely magnificent. I I someday. Someday I can't wait to own a pair because it's just going to be absolutely I will, beautiful. Yeah, I will say that there are a handful of, of negative reviews online, and I think a big portion of them, just as I was going through them today as I was looking them up, um, a big portion of them are people who owned the WH-1000XM3s, which was mm -hmm. the version before the XM4s, obviously. Um, yeah. And they were just saying that it's not worth the upgrade. And I, I think that that's, that goes without saying, if you are an owner of the XM3s, don't spend $350 to buy the XM4s. Like you, apparently these are, there's not enough yeah, of an upgrade. Too. So like, I, I think that if you have that XM3 set, that's fine. You're getting basically the same product. There's just a couple of upgrades. So it's not worth the $350 on top of what you paid for the XM3s. So, But I think if you don't have any noise-canceling headphones and you're in the market for some, these are definitely uh, something that you should look into for sure. All right. Well, now that we've spent more than 30 seconds for Sony, I'm going to <laughs> tag them a lot and make sure that uh, – hey, Yeah, maybe we can get a product <laughs> get endorsement some sponsorship yeah. going. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely going to, man, there's some, some good talks this one. We got, yeah. we got a little deep there, uh, without getting too crazy, even <laughs> though I know we wanted to. Yes. <laughs> 
but next week will definitely be a Sudsy episode. Uh, Adonis will bring For us sure. uh, a new beer to to explore or not explore. Probably in my case, probably be an IPA. You know, we'll see what happens. It'll be exciting. It'll <laughs> we'll be a see. Thrill. You never know. You never, never know. know. Gonna shock us, just like with these, you know, these yeah. cake coffees you've just been coming up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Hopefully, I get my new coffee please. in from Drink Trade. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. That sucks that you're experiencing that because I definitely haven't been. I've been getting yeah. things on time, but again, you know, mailing service. By the way, yeah. you know, to have it repeatedly happen. Yeah, pretty rough. Tough. Um, yeah. but yeah, next week will be Sudsy. Uh, write into us at broodconvos at gmail dot com, uh, with your thoughts uh, mm-hmm. about anything we talked about today. Um, any teas that you recommend? Any uh, you know what you would do in the situation of uh, you know, Great Basket Island in that position? Uh, they are running a having the opportunity to run a coffee house and then pay your room and board and everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, hit us up on the Discord chat about it, too. Uh, every Sunday, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I get a chat going. And uh, about an hour before that I put is when I uh, put up postings for it and get the invite link sent out. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that and join us for some good conversation. Uh, Adonis, where yeah. else can they find us? Yeah, so they can uh, find that Discord link on uh, our social medias. Uh, and we're on Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Brood Convos. So, yeah, make sure you guys are following us. Uh, we are always posting fun stuff. Bryce posts a lot of uh, very uh, aesthetically pleasing pictures on our social media. So make sure you guys mm-hmm. are following us and giving all those likes beautiful beautiful all right thank you everyone and uh we will see you next week for another episode take care bye Bye. guys as you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself you will always be in control of your destiny brood podcast is recorded in chandler arizona Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.